things I really learned walking away out of that was that I can't go back to a place that where I felt like I was be my voice was being suffocated. Welcome to Woken Pretty, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the juiciest slices of pop culture and the freshest toppings of current events. I'm Mira, an ex-corporate baddie that wants to do good in the world, but can't stop talking. I'm Min, a corporate escapee turned podcast producer with a knowledge of random facts and thoughts on everything. Welcome, friends. Get ready to be swept away on a roller coaster ride through the latest entertainment headlines, celebrity escapades, and the trendiest tidbits lighting up our screens and feeds. Each week, we'll be dishing out our takes on the most buzzworthy happenings, from Hollywood glam to viral internet sensations, and everything in between. Whether you're in the midst of your morning routine, stuck in traffic, or just need a laugh to brighten your day, Woke and Pretty is here to serve up a piping hot slice of entertainment goodness. So, buckle up and brace yourselves, because we're about to mix up the perfect blend of pop culture and current events zest, right here on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss a single episode, because with Woke and Pretty, the party's just getting started. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to Woke and Pretty. It's your girl Mira and Min. And we are going right into it. We've already had our pre-recording slash I just popped myself full of Halloween candy slash chocolates, which is not very good, but it was delicious at the moment. And Min is having her third cup of coffee. So girl is ready. I am ready. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. Also, you should really check out our socials because we're going to start doing behind the scenes stuff. It oh <laughs> doesn't God. get posted on the podcast. Maybe those will be the stories that can delete after 24 hours. I don't know. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, better. Go on. Yeah. Cause you know, different than the posts. Why not? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So here's a Dear Abby story that I just like the title. I didn't read it. So we'll see if it sucks or not. Sister-in-law miffed when she's left out of wedding. Okay. Based on that title alone, she has a right to be. Okay. But we don't know how crazy she is. Wait, wait. And, and left out as in left out of the wedding party or left out as in like. It just says left out of wedding. Okay. Go on. We already have thoughts and we don't even know what's going on with girl from wherever she's from. Overthinking in New York. Oh my God. It's New York. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, dear Abby, my brother-in-law and his fiance, Shauna, have been dating for five years. They have a beautiful son and have set a date for their wedding. I have been with my husband for four years and married for about a year. We did not have a grand wedding celebration, just a simple city hall ceremony accompanied by dinner with immediate family. However, Shana is having the opposite. She has invited my husband to be part of the wedding, but not me. I'm very disappointed because I thought... We got along rather well, and I considered us friends. Aren't the brother and sister-in-law supposed to walk down the aisle together in the wedding ceremony? That's how I've seen other couples do it. My husband also finds it strange that Shauna wouldn't ask me to be part of the wedding. After all, I've been part of the family long enough. What do you think? Huh? So is she, wait, is she not invited to the wedding or she's not invited to be part no, of the wedding she's party? Not invited, she's not invited to be part of the wedding party. It's not like she's not being invited to the wedding. She's not just being invited to the wedding party. So she's invited to the wedding. Yeah, but she's not going to, She she's just not, not going to be a bridesmaid. Lucky her. Why does she want to? Okay. Oh my, so, God. oh my God. Okay. So let's talk about the economical implications when you yes. ask somebody to be part of your wedding party. Like, 
it stresses. I've been a part of five weddings now and it stresses me out so much. One, what? it's not just, a, it's not just about the dress. Her? It's not just about the nails, the hair. Why would, the, I don't know. Why would she ask her? Maybe she has friends. There's no etiquette that says, oh, you're married. So you well, have and to. This is the other thing. Like what? Mira, does Greg have siblings? I don't remember if you've ever. Yeah, he has three sisters. Were they part of your wedding party? Absolutely the hell not. But his older sister, we did invite her to do a reading. A reading. uh, A poetry reading. Yeah. He wrote a poem. And I asked my baby sister, who was not part of the wedding, to read a poem as well. Or to read something. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah, so it was like. Yeah. That's your thing. Wait, why would she want her to be a bridesmaid? A bridesmaid, like you're saying, it's so much. Like you have to hang out with them all the time. You have to be with their friends and do crazy stuff. Go to a bachelorette party. And no, girl, you got some issues. (laughs) To give you an idea too, and this is going to make me sound bad, but my sister wasn't part of my wedding party. And not because I didn't want her to be a part of my wedding party, but more because I don't have a dad. My brother was giving me away and I really wanted somebody sitting beside my mom when I walked down the aisle because I knew that my mom was going to cry. And I knew that if my sister was part of the wedding party, then she wouldn't be able to sit with my mom and make sure that my mom would be okay. Did you ask her to do a reading or something or a blessing or a prayer? I asked, I I did ask her, I was like, can you do the speech? You know how like your dad or your parents do the speech, like the welcome to the family speech. I asked her to do that, but she gets shy around that kind of stuff. And she's, I don't really want to, is that okay? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, are you upset that you're not part of the wedding party? She's no. Like we talked about it. She didn't care. Like after, after it was all said and done and I got divorced, my sister was like, it was your first wedding. I'm glad I wasn't a part of it. <laughs> so and like, okay. and won. so really in my mind, like you aren't obligated. She's not obligated. She's to- not. The fact no. that she's like feeling whatever get over yourself I will say my cousin who I who when I moved to the U.S. she was born a year later in same household she grew up with myself my cousin which is her brother and my sister the three of us so it was the four of us in this household she's 10 years younger and so she's like my sister mm-hmm. my grandparents raised us both we're very close now when she was having her wedding okay she had her wedding the same year as mine. Okay, mm-hmm. fine, no problem. But she was having her wedding and her mom. <clears throat> okay, how do I say this? Okay, so my cousin, who is my sister, basically. So she, her mom wasn't married to her dad. Her dad actually, controversy, he was married and he had kids already. So these are her half siblings. Why? You're telling me about your wedding and then you're going to ask your older sister. What? older sister oh the half sister what how close are you you know you're not close oh but she's my sister and I wanted to punch her in the face I went off and I was like your sister if you're really going to talk about what a sister is my sister and I have been here for you your entire life you've asked us for money we've paid for things we've done everything emotionally monetary you are a sister this is your cousin yeah Okay, we grew I up with her it. in the same house. Like I get it, she yes. is. And if I she's went, in trouble or needs something, you guys are. It's us. It's the us. first people you. This okay. other person, her other half siblings, her half siblings were not close to her. Her old, I guess she's close to the older sister now as an adult, but mm-hmm. she wanted to ask her to be the maid of honor. And I was like, get the hell out of here. First That's of all, 
That's, that's rude. That's ridiculous. I don't want to be your maid of honor, but that is not the point. Like no. why? And the second thing she wanted to do, there's a whole controversy about her dad. She wanted her dad to walk her down the aisle. And I was like, grandma will literally kill him. That will not happen. My grandfather has passed away, so he can't do it. I was like, if grandma knows that your dad is walking you down the aisle, even though it's technically the tradition, but he's never been a dad to you. All of a sudden you're traditional. What the hell is wrong with you? There's a no, lot girl. of, not, not just accountability, but what's what I'm looking for? You know what I mean here though? Let, let, empathy? Awareness? I <laughs> Whatever. I Awareness. I basically wow. told her. And then all of a sudden she Good. calls like a week later and she's, I think I would love for you to be my maid of honor and my sister, my older sister also, and my half sister. So the three of us. And I was like, absolutely effing not. I don't even want to be part of this. I'm happy to be a guest. But the fact is, it just irked me that I was not the sister that I thought I was. Like if she was going to ask a sister, it wasn't going to, it was not going to be her. And I don't want to do it, but that's not the point. She has friends. Yeah, she has friends, but because of her familial obligation, she felt like she had to. And I'm like, if you're going to go with that route, we're the ones you should be asking, not this person. I don't want to call names. Anyway, long story short, the three of us had to do it, which was terrible. And they did bridesmaids and her did things and excluded us purposely, which... We felt a certain way, but also my sister and I are like, okay, whatever. We're adults and we don't give a crap. We're with our family. But it was just such a problem. And then, anyway, my whole point is this girl did a good thing. If whatever her reason was, the original girl who wrote this post in, whatever her reason was for doing her city hall ceremony, that's you. You did your thing. Have a big grand wedding another time. But at the end of the day, if this person, doesn't matter how much you get along with her, if she wants to not include you in the wedding party. Yeah. That is her right. And you yeah. shouldn't feel a certain way. You should actually get out of your own skin and head. I should have just kept my mouth shut, but sisters be sisters. You know what I'm saying? Ever since then, though, I will tell you, I do still consider her a sister, but I have been different because of it. Because I felt oh, like yeah. maybe hear, it yeah. was one. And I talked to my older sister and she was she felt the same way I did. And I just felt like it wasn't reciprocated or I she didn't view us the same way. And again, we have a great relationship now. I know she ain't listening to this, so that's okay. But if she ever does, and I just would like to say that I probably should have kept my mouth shut and been in my own feelings and gotten over it Mm -hmm. and just realized what you're Mm -hmm. trying to put down. But I I felt forced after. Yeah, I felt forced Mm -hmm. after. And I didn't, I, that was worse. So even if she says something, this dare Abby writer, and she's invited, it will not be the same. And she It's not not genuine after that. It's not. Yep. She's doing it now out of obligation. Do you really want to be right. part of somebody's wedding party out of, out, of, out of obligation, one? And two, I have a really big issue with people who like, girl, this isn't about you. Mm-hmm. It's their day and how they want to have celebrate and who they feel like they want up there. Um, This is, oh, also again, going back, the to me the economical implications that it causes on being a bridesmaid or a yeah. maid of honor i don't know if i would do that again in my life i have a couple of girlfriends who i feel like will probably get engaged in the next couple of years maybe even by christmas two of them by christmas and in my head i'm like please if you're listening to this i i will be at your wedding 
I will even be at your bachelorette party, but do not make me a part of your wedding. I don't want to be part of it. You know, not that I not part of the wedding party, not that I don't love you, but I just, it's exhausting. I know, but sometimes I think when you get older also, you think of it differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have girlfriends now and if they got married and they didn't ask me to be part of the wedding party, it would be strange. But I also question, do you really need a wedding party? We are your girls. We're going to do shit for you anyway. But do you really need to have us wear the same dress? So, and one of my girlfriends got married last year and she was like, no, I don't want you guys to wear the same dress, but I just make it a gold dress. But then that became a thing because it's, I have to approve it. And I was like, oh, that's even worse, even though you're giving us the then you might as well just told us to wear our own to get our exactly. yeah. It was just, but it was fine because we were there for her and we're very close to the people who were in that way. It wasn't like forced. Actually, it was at the beginning. And then this girl who was apparently her really good friend slash best friend. <laughs> Don't be a bridesmaid. Don't be part of a wedding party if you're not asked. Like, it's okay. But my girlfriends that are hopefully going to get married in the future, my close friends, I would hope at that point they don't want that. But if they do, I will do it because these are my ride or dies. But I would rather just, I will still be there for every single thing. Like you're saying, I'll come to the bachelorette party. I'll host things. I'll do things. But I don't want to- if we're gonna I don't walk want to be forced to buy a dress. I don't want to be, That's I don't want to like, walk down the aisle anymore. Can't we just, can't we just be with you the whole time I walk down the aisle, but without standing next to you and just be like wedding guests and wear our own dress? What's wrong with that? Uh, nothing. It, honestly, girl, to me, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I think you already know is that I didn't even want a wedding. I, didn't I did either. the wedding to peace my in-laws. No, I did the wedding to peace my hu- my ex-husband. I literally, his parents were like, we'll give you guys money, go off and elope. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because I wanted to get married on a beach in a white bikini and a white sarong in Hawaii. Just me Ooh. and him and literally grab like two random people off the, off the beach. Be like, can you sign our wedding? Witness our wedding. That was it. And then he was like, oh, but I really, I would rather the witnesses be people we know. And I was like, okay, cool. So I already had two people in mind because I was like, sweet, I'll fly, I'll pay for either their hotel, we'll pay for their hotel or whatever. And then it became, no, I'd rather it be my parents. And I was like, man, if you invite your parents, now my mother needs to be invited. Because yeah, how- that's exactly how it happened. That's and exactly now it spirals. And I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. And then I got into a fight with him because we had to have an open bar, which by the way, irritated me to no effing end because I was like, my friends have no problems in paying for an open bar or paying for alcohol. Everybody knows it. Nobody has an open bar anymore. It's too expensive. So we then what had to have an open bar. What world are you bar. living in? My In my world, it's a you have to have an open bar, period. Like it's weird when you don't. Oh, really? Oh God, no, no. It's an expectation in my world. Oh, at least- no. Not an expectation of mine. Not at all. Not at all. Mm. And honestly, the only reason that I, I, again, like I did this to appease my husband and I would have still been happy. So if I get married again, correction, I'm not going to say if, when I get married again, it's going to be me, him on the beach with strangers. I'm not doing the big, I'm not inviting people I even know. They're not even going to know about it. I literally will do an Instagram post months later or a Facebook post months later telling people I got married. That's called eloping. <laughs> also, but nobody's going to know anything. Anymore. The problem, that's a great thought. And the problem that you identified is that, and I tell this to my friend who wants to get married at Disney. Mm. 
it's not just about what you want. It's also about what that other person wants, as you yes. could tell in your first wedding, right? So my, mine, I wanted to get married at City Hall in yeah. my town. Yeah. And yeah. I did. I did do that also. But I also had a reception that I didn't really care for. But he said he didn't carry the way. And then all of a sudden, it's I want to invite my my <clears throat> my mom and my sisters. And then they'd have to bring, obviously, their kids and and their husbands. And I'm like, but how are we all fitting in the City Hall office? Are we going into the courtroom? And then what do you do? You have to have dinner or something. You can't have all well, these You can't people. just not feed them. You can't just have people fly and come here. And so then it became yeah. a thing. The only thing I was grateful for during ended up being lovely and we had a wedding. But I told myself I wasn't going to stress out about the minute details and pretend to care about things that I never cared about before. For example, I don't know shit about flowers. I don't know shit about gardening. I don't even know what colors I need to have for my wedding. I paid the florist. What do you think, sir? You've been doing this. Mm. every weekend for your entire life because you're yeah. older he's like, i just did this and this and what about this and i'm like perfect great here you go how much would that yeah. cost great yeah. figure it out and he was awesome and he did he went above and beyond mm-hmm. first of all he even did stuff on my cake and i didn't even pay i, I don't even remember telling that him to do nice. that like, That's he nice. just went above and beyond he really did but he knew weddings i don't why would i pretend to care about a peony versus a tulip when i don't know the difference. I normally don't care. So why would I care then? Why am I stressing myself out about something like that? Make it beautiful, sir. That's it. But also I I had that mentality about a lot of things. I I just picked what I had to pick, paid the vendors. I had it at a place that had a hotel like next to it or attached to it. It was like a walkway and that's it. Y'all figure it out. This is what you guys do. This is you. like, I'm not trying to like cheap out and not pay people who don't do weddings and they have to figure it out. That was not my intention. I'm paying you because you are a wedding provider. So go provide. (laughs) And I was so stress-free. Even my photographer, to this day, I'm friends with them. He says, you were probably the chillest bride I've ever had in my entire career. And he's like, I've met chill brides. But he was like, you literally look so calm and relaxed and all the things were happening around you. And I was like, because why why wouldn't I be? It's my day. I'm not trying to pay all this money to stress about a day that I paid for. Are you crazy? Mm -mm. Well, that's a really smart way of looking at it. I will say like my wedding photos were, correction, the wedding photos that I was in were beautiful. Mm. You are such a hater. (laughs) Let me tell you something. And my kids were in the wedding photos. Those were adorable too. They were cute. But I had I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't even have a photographer and I walked in to, oh, I don't know if you guys know Kleinfels in Canada, but Kleinfels is a bridal shop in New York. They're, they've gotten famous because they do stuff in on TV where it's say yes to the dress and it's like this whole thing. So I went to Kleinfels, which I knew I wouldn't get my dress there, but I went there and I, my first time trying on dresses and the girl was like, oh, how's your wedding? And I was like, oh. It's happening. I don't really know. She goes, do you have a photographer? And I said, no, not yet. And she said, oh my God, you have to meet this person. And she showed me his book. Because I think I was looking at a book in the room that I was in. And it was his book. She said, you have to meet him. He's here. And I was like, oh, cool. And then he was available. And I that's it. Like I paid him and that was it. <laughs> like I, it was just. I didn't even. It just happened. I don't. So I got married on a weekend in August. That one was hot at epic hell. It was so hot. There's pictures of me literally like my makeup was drenching. And there was Ooh. one point we were outside taking photos and I literally stood at the bar mm. and I, the bartender had a fan behind him 
And I just stood there in front of the bar, just having the fan blow on me because I was so hot and chugging water. But that weekend also happened to be one of the busy, I shit you not, everybody and their mother apparently was getting married that weekend. And to give you an idea, one of the photos that my photographer took, we had to wait 20 minutes to get the shot because every other bride was doing it too. And at one point I was like, I don't even care. I don't want, I want the shot that badly. That's how many people were getting married that weekend. In in the same basic, no, just in, we got married in downtown Ottawa and it Mm. happens to be, that weekend just happened to be a very busy weekend for, for weddings. And a lot of, I got married on August 18th. Okay. The number eight is very symbolic in the Asian culture. And I must've been part of 15 other Asian brides in the Ottawa area, just getting married. And it was nuts. I didn't, I was going to have a photographer come from Toronto, but then she, her charges were astronomical. And I was like, forget that. I'm not paying that. And you weren't even that good. So I said no to her. And then I messaged my wedding planner and she, I was like, I don't care who you find at this point. I just want nice photos. She hooked me up with some girl. She said, the girl sent me her package. It was a little more than what we were expecting to pay, I think. I don't remember. But they were so worth it because I love my wedding photos. How long were you married for? I left him. We got married in 2018. I left him July, August 18th, 2018. I left him July 27th, 2020. But how long were you together before you got married? One year. So altogether about three years, three and a half years, almost mm-hmm. four. Yeah. Did you, I'm not a psychiatrist. Did you, I feel like a lot of the things that you tell me, you feel like you were pushed into things that was not you. Like you didn't have a voice I and it was more voice. his voice. It was and I'm very surprised by that because were you always like that or did you change after that? I changed. I changed. So when you I were listened, like that before and yeah. then because of that experience, now you're like not taking shit. No, I don't take, no. I, I vocalize heavily what I need and what I deserve and what I want. But no, with him, I let him, and not just with him, but for a lot of my life, I let other people's, people take the reins in what I deserved. And then what's weird is that if you go listen to Mira's story, The Immigrant Hustle, Mira talks about how you didn't t- use your voice for the first six years of your life. I had never resonated so much in, with a podcast episode in my entire really? life. It would because, yeah, because I was like, Mira, what Mira learned in the first six years was what took me so long to figure out. Honestly, guys, I will tag it in the show notes. Go listen to it because just the way you describe it and the way, and it's not just how you had immigrated into the US, figured out how to find yourself, but more in the sense of like the empowerment you give small nuggets through that episode it's not a long episode I think it's 20 minutes max yeah so it's a super quick episode but go listen to it because it really it's impactful but it was the first time in my life that I was just like I can't believe that what took me six years took me so long but yeah I let him have a huge say in everything I didn't get any say in our marriage nothing at all not even where the furniture went wait what oh yeah to be fair even though I, when first of all, thank you for fangirling over that episode. That means a lot. 
Min also edited the podcast, so she heard it a few times. So it's good that you liked it, resonated. What's interesting about what how you're seeing it and what I feel is very different because it wasn't that I found my voice at six years old. I physically couldn't talk because of trauma-related psychological issues. Yeah. When I was forced to speak and literally these teachers would hit me so I could say sounds and then they put me into school. It was just very crazy. I had to learn to verbalize things that I never used to verbalize before. So it's not like I found my voice and spoke up for myself per se at that moment. That really did take a long time. But what really shaped me into one, having this sassy mouth that I have now, it's my grandma because bitch is crazy. And these are the ones that are, these are the ones that. that like, you have the tumultuous relationship, but she was always good. But I saw her. She was always suspect of people. She did not give a flying F. But yeah. she, her mouth, what? everyone in that neighborhood knew her, let me yeah. tell you. And what's funny about it is they were afraid of her, these kids, like people I would play with and stuff like that. But as adults, when I would see them, if I ever went back to the neighborhood, how's grandma doing? We really miss her. And I'm like, what? What? How, I Are you think about the same lady and they would be like, no, she was like the parent in my growing up or my parents weren't around. Just her being that gruff personality. But the thing about my grandmother, my grandfather, she left him, came to this country alone with this other person that she knew, had like a certain amount of money in her pocket, nowhere to live, no nothing to do and found her way in the late seventies. Right. And then she left everything behind her kid, her six kids, her husband, everything. And my grandpa, I think he abused her. She said he used to try to put his hands on me and I wouldn't let him do it. But then they would fight like he was physically abusive. And she's like, I'm never letting a man do this to me. And so she would tell me things growing up, even though she was older and she had the societal expectation that she was raised with. I need a boyfriend. I need a, a man. I need to get kids. I need to get married. Why, what are you doing with your life? Why? Are you? I still had that. But it was contradictory to what she would say on the next breath. Oh, don't sit around and have a man give you money. Go do this. Like you need to get your education. So it was just so hot and cold. To be fair, she would also say things to me and my sister. And my, Why are you sitting around the house? Go outside and play. And then we'd go outside and play. And then she would yell out from our window in Brooklyn, get back inside. What are you doing with all these people? Get back inside and read a book. She never oh could make gosh. up her mind so about. Cute. Yeah. She's just a crazy bitch. Like she just is. And but the crazy bitch in her, I see it come out in me sometimes when people do me wrong. Yeah. Usually I'm calm, but if it gets to an extreme or somebody is just so immediate, like when people sometimes people can get like a little crazy, it's like a snap of fingers and yes. you're like, where did this come from? Oh my God, like I need to process. Yeah. I don't need to process because I'm used to crazy because of this bitch. I automatically, you can yell in my face. And have never yelled at me before and start yelling and being unreasonable. And I would be as calm as a cucumber or as cute, as cool as a cucumber because of my crazy bitch grandma. So I think because of her and my mom was the opposite. She was very shy or quieter. I was conflicted on who I was going to be. And I think as I grew up in my career, I got pushed aside a lot because I was taught at this one huge major company that I won't say the name. We don't speak up in meetings. You're too lower level. What would you have to say of importance? Anyone that talked in the meeting, they would talk about it after. It was crazy. And they would even say things like, it was like a trap. Does anybody have any thoughts on this? 
to the whole room, but no one can respond unless you are a certain level or above. It was always like a two-way conversation that we were all privy to. It was ridiculous. And then as I moved on in my career in the media world- I don't like those meetings like that. Can I just say for a second? They're old school and they're still like- Yeah, and then don't have them. Don't invite us then. We don't care. still like that to this day, I'm pretty So they're just resistant to change. So as I grew up in my industry- And I started to realize that I'm pursuing education and I'm pursuing knowledge and I have more of a skill set than most people. And then I would work with people who didn't know jack shit and I had to be under them or have them be intimidated by me and put me down. I started to be like, absolutely not. I can't take this anymore. It got to a point where I had to speak up for myself. And what helped me speak up for myself was I literally would look at my performance and say, I, it is flawless. I because I would always strive to be the best I could be because mm-hmm. I felt like I had something to prove. And I would try to do every single thing possible so people couldn't doubt me and then some. And yet it was still the same song and dance no matter what I did. And that's when I started pushing back. So my it was in me because I've seen a powerful woman use her voice. Right. But I've also mm-hmm. seen my mom who is lovely and has become more, more outspoken, I think, because of us, because of me and my sisters, my sister's a lawyer, and us telling her things throughout the years, I think she's become a more outspoken person because of us. So she's changed too. But to see both sides, you have to pick and choose what's best for you. Yeah, And yeah. you can't know what's best for you. Because I'm not saying everyone should be like me. I mean, I'm amazing, but like, hell no, I can't deal with another me. <laughs> but you have to choose what's best for you based on what's serving you. Absolutely. So I talk about this all the time. What, when you look at success, would you ever feel like you've accomplished success or do you, ever, do you always feel like it's a moving target? And this is a conversation I have with some friends of mine a lot, because when you hit your goals, you're satisfied for a moment, but then you're making new goals. Yep. That target of success keeps moving. You can be a CEO of a company that's a fortune 500 company. What's next? What else do I have to add on my plate to feel accomplished? You're never going to find that quote unquote, fulfillment of success until you sit back and take stock of your life and what you've accomplished. And I think for you, man, you did that. You were like, this relationship isn't working for me. It isn't serving me. Mm -hmm. I'm not supported. There are a lot of things missing. And before maybe, I don't know what your situation was. Maybe you got pushed into it and maybe you felt like it was the right thing to do because you felt like you had to be married at the time. I don't know. But whatever those blanks are, you clearly saw there were more cons and pros and it didn't serve you anymore. And you literally said these words, I left him. And that was huge because, but to get to that point, you had already gone through so much and Mm -hmm. used your emotions, your voice, your everything, your friends, your support system to make that decision and to actually follow through with it. Yeah. And now to sit here and say that I won't stand for that shit. No. Good for you, girl. Good for you. I, I mean, dare. It takes, it takes a lot to get to it's that point, huge, right? But like you're young, beautiful and young. Yeah, yeah. Um, that we have our whole lives ahead of us in this mm-hmm. space where we're not taking it. So I love that you say, when I get married again, it's going to be this way. Yeah. Obviously, you'll respect his wishes too, to some degree. But once you get what you want and once you know what's going to fulfill you, mm-hmm. I love that. One of the things I really it. learned walking away out of that was that I can't go back to a place that where I felt like I was being, my voice was being suffocated. 
And to give you another idea, I, I interviewed somebody for my podcast and she said, she's, and I said, how much is like gratitude build into your life? And this podcast episode will be dropping closer to Thanksgiving. And she was like, it's so much that the person I'm with now, we wouldn't be together if he wasn't, or if I wasn't the person I am now. I'm a completely different person. And I think of that all the time. I have a podcast as well called Share a Latte, where I interview women who've overcome something. And and Mira has been interviewed on my podcast. But Mira, you and I probably wouldn't have connected had this been 2019. Oh, no. Oh, Because you would have been like, yeah, that's never going to work. Because oh, I'm a very different person. But one of the things, it's so funny, because when I listen to your immigrant story, not to go back... Is one of the things that we connected on and one of the things that you hear at the beginning of our podcast episode literally says, I love talking. And that's Mira. <laughs> I love talking. And then to hear that you didn't use your voice for the first six years, I was like, wait, what? I finally embraced that I'm a talker. And I think me podcasting, dude, it was like made for me. I just didn't get around to that point yet. I think I thought it was so complicated. And now being here with you, I feel like I can just be me. And it's like very freeing. I love when people come up to me and somebody messaged me yesterday, actually, they listened to my confidence episode on my podcast Mm -hmm. and used the tips and did a presentation and said, I am so happy. Like I can read it to you actually, because it was, maybe it was today. I just presented my successful test to the whole company in our whatever quarterly business review, your advice helped me so much. Like, amazing. But like I, me sitting here and saying how to be confident, it's so funny because I never thought of myself as confident. I never thought of myself as successful and all these things that people on the outside would think of me. And that's when I really had to sit back and be like, no, I guess I am. My my own sister, who's a lawyer who goes in front of court and juries and, and says her thing and fights for clients, She's, you're so confident. I wish I could have some of your confidence. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you I'm, looking at, I'm these- looking at her thinking, wow, girl, you're doing it every single day in a courtroom. But yeah. it's so funny how other people see you. And I'm like, what about me is so confident that you feel like you can get some tips from me compared to what you do? Like, I think yeah. I should learn from you. And she's my sister too. So she's like, no, you just don't give a shit. Like you just do your you do what you have to do and you don't care what people think. And I said, that's absolutely not true. But I don't care what people think as much as I used to. Yeah. And I also take it with a grain of salt. Your opinions, and you know what they say, everyone's got one. And that's okay. I don't have to agree with your opinion. Our podcast is based on opinions. <laughs> right. And some of the comments we get on YouTube, I tell you all the time. Oh, they're so funny. I love the comments on YouTube because people they're are so trolls funny. and I love it. Well, first come the haters. Listen, no, we got some lovers too. It's okay. Sure. I just find it funny because I genuinely don't give a flying F about people's opinions about me yeah. anymore. I have everything that matters to me. My health, the health of my child, my beautiful baby who fulfills me so much, my husband, and the three of us, we have a great, beautiful, cohesive, peaceful life. And my family around me, they're healthy. Mm-hmm. we're good yeah literally that is it for me I used to think that was something that like came with age but it really isn't it's a choice that you no. just make it's one day you wake yeah you wake up one day and you're like I just have enough. I'm not caring I don't care if you don't like the fact that I've been divorced before I don't care if you think that 
I shouldn't have glitter filled Uggs. I don't, those things don't matter to me anymore. I don't even, at this point, I love that we could say we don't care. I don't care so much that I don't even say I don't care. I just go shrug, move on. It's not even like a second of a thought about. Yeah. Whereas there's so many people who will say though, that they don't care, but then they'll go on a tangent about how they they don't care what we're doing. But here's the thing. We are in this podcast and you as a listener are choosing to listen to it and we can sound off as much as we want. I think it's interesting because as a parent in a very well-to-do area, Mm-hmm. I have to not care because if I cared, I would be following the Joneses and following what is supposed to be done at this age for my kid and be the certain way with the other moms and all that stuff. Being taking time off of work, being an entrepreneur, trying yeah. different things, that was huge for me. Yeah. That was so hard as an immigrant who feel like you have to be driven and be successful and do all the things to step back and not be successful and to try, fail, try, do, find out what I like. Like me just to find out what fulfilled me was such a luxury mm-hmm. that I could not. And I think at the first I cared about what my peers thought, my peers in the industry. And then I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't. And then yeah. I was like, oh, I see who you are who don't really keep in touch with me. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm back at work. I have a great position. I'm in a great company with great people. And guess who be trying to reach out to me? Listen, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. I do not care. Your girl is going to keep doing what she's doing. And the only person that's serving is for me and my baby boy and my husband on the side. That's yeah. it. That's it. Literally, that's how I live my life now. And it's the best feeling because it's all that matters. If I die tomorrow, know that I did everything with intention for myself and my child. And and Greg. Yes, of course. I say that as a side. <laughs> but to the listeners, I do love my husband a lot. It's just that when my baby was born, I told him he's not number one anymore. He's number two. And obviously you should feel that way about your child. I would expect him to say that my child is number, his child is number one and then I'm number two. But I'm a female, so that's not going to fly. Whatever. Can we go? I, I know that we're about to wrap up before we go really quickly Mira do you still get the whole because baby's not three do you still get like women and people asking like are you having a third a second sorry do you have oh yeah one? does it annoy the crap out of you no oh I literally give them a look of disgust I'm like <laughs> no one and done one's enough one is perfect and then if they have more than one kid they're like oh yeah it's so hard with two and then they go off and talk about themselves I literally give anyone who asks me that a look of disgust. I'm like, absolutely not. One is perfect. One is one and done. One is amazing. Yeah. Also, mind your damn business. Mind yeah, your the, damn business. Listen, listen, I am with you. My sister's getting it often. Oof, it's, you know, it's, it's your business. Well, it's none of your business. Listen, you can ask a married woman, you can ask a married woman if they're having a kid and maybe they've been trying for four years, five years, and you're like, it's sensitive. Stop asking these questions, people. It's none of your, it's none of your business. I'm going to end with this. I just want you all to know, since we don't care, I also realize I do say those words because my little baby actually said, I don't care recently. And I was like, what? Because he was saying something about his classmate slash daycare classmate. And I was like, I don't care what this person's doing. I care what you're doing. Yeah. And then he started saying, I don't care when I ask him something. He goes, I don't care. And I'm like, ooh, so I got to be careful. 
But I'm going to wrap it up because we obviously talked a lot about different things here. But this is really great, guys. We don't really care if you like us or not, but we do want to hear your good and your bad. So please follow us on Woke Pretty Yeah, Woke Pretty Podcast. Obviously, if you want to make comments and be a troll, go on YouTube and write us those comments. I love those troll comments. Are you kidding me? I live for that. Yeah. And obviously, if you have any topic ideas or you just want to share your love, message us. Yeah. Make sure you rate us. Make sure you follow this podcast on your platform and be kind and share it with a friend. So yeah. until next time, bye guys. Bye. And that's a wrap on another captivating episode of Woke and Pretty. We hope you had just as much fun as we did diving into the depths of pop culture and current events. Remember, you're the heartbeat of our podcast. Your support, your comments, and your enthusiasm keeps us fired up and ready to bring you more pop culture goodness each week. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a moment of action. We'd love to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and even your own pop culture discoveries. Connect with us on social media at Woken Pretty Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We're always thrilled to chat with fellow pop culture enthusiasts. Until next time, keep riding those pop culture waves, stay in the know with current events, and most importantly, keep embracing your woke and pretty self. Thanks for joining us on this wild ride. And remember, the conversation doesn't stop here. So until we meet again, keep spreading the woke and pretty vibes.